Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 67 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me. We're looking at March the 1st and March the 7th, Doctrine and Covenants sections 20 to 22. And today we're going to move into kind of the next section of this constitution of the church, as it were, or what some people called in the day as the Mormon Creed, uh, Doctrine and Covenants section 20. We're moving on from the doctrines that were taught in it and talking about the uh, the roles and responsibilities that were laid out in section 20. Now, before we begin this, let's look at the first verse of that kind of section, as it were, uh, in verse 37, uh, 38, sorry. Uh, it says, the duty of the elders, priests, teachers, deacons, and members of the Church of Christ. Now, that's interesting. I've never noticed that, that when it's about to expound on this specific priesthood office duties, it says the duties of the elders, priests, teachers, deacons, and members. Um, it involves all members, which is interesting. Now, obviously, we know that... Um, you know, certain priesthood offices must fulfill certain priesthood duties. And that is something which I think we can accept and something which is important. You know, we have priesthood keys for a reason, uh, that they keep order and and this organization really of this church. Um and I think that that is an important point. So things like um you know elders being able to conduct meetings, um being able to confirm those who are baptized. What I would like to point out that obviously at this stage, um, there is clearly a need uh, and a structure. And it's interesting that we have things like the priest duty being outlined here, that they can baptize, that they can um, go to other members' homes, that they can ordain other priest teachers and deacons. And also uh, that uh, we have here a teacher's duty and all these kind of things. Now, obviously, this was given later on. This wasn't given at the um, organization of the church. It was given um, in like this, this, this revelation uh, has been kind of recorded over time during this point. Um, but it's interesting that all these offices and all these uh, responsibilities and roles are laid out. And for a start, we still use this section today to, to to kind of get direct and instruct certainly Aaronic priesthood holders and also Melchizedek priesthood holders to, to some degree on their duties and responsibilities. But also, that there wouldn't have been that many people in the church at this time anyway. So the fact is, is that the Lord had a, had a structure, a foundation to begin with. And of course, that has developed over time to what we have as the, the general handbook of instructions today. Uh, and I think that it's important to again remember this comes line upon line, but also remember that in verse 38, it says, and members of the church. Um, that is important. And I think that if you look in the Come Follow Me manual, it talks about how to see how, you know, women's role in this, uh, in the priesthood. See a present down the H. Oates' talk, which he gave recently about women in priesthood. Uh, and the fact is, is that women do use priesthood power. Sisters in this church have the potential and the 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 right to use priesthood power. Of course, they don't officiate in priesthood offices to fulfil these certain roles that are, that are outlined in Doctrine and Covenants section twenty. Um, but they do have a a response, a right, and a responsibility uh, to, to use priesthood um, 
priesthood power. Um, Alda Christofferson talking about priesthood authority, uh, talked about this, quote, the priesthood is not divisible. An elder holds as much priesthood as an apostle. When a man has the priesthood conferred upon him, he receives all of it. However, there are offices within the priesthood, divisions of authority and responsibility. Some, sometimes one office is spoken of being as higher than or lower than another office. Rather than higher or lower, offices in the priest, Melchizedek priesthood represent different areas of service. Brethren, I devoutly hope that we will no longer speak in terms of being advanced to another office in the Melchizedek priesthood. Close quote. Now, I know that we still use that term quite often, advancing brethren to another office in the Melchizedek priesthood. I suppose maybe we hear it more when we talk about uh, advancing a person who holds the Aaronic priesthood to the Melchizedek priesthood, and that does make sense. But in terms of advancing a, a, an elder to high priest uh, and, and so on, um, that we need to forget that. It's not a progression. It's not a step ladder of different echelons in the church. It is just another role, a different role, a different responsibility. And I think that's an important point to remember as well from this. Um, now, I'm not going to go through simply because I want to get to section 21 and 22 to some degree at some point this week. Um, but I'm not going to go through the actual roles and responsibilities of elders, deacons, teachers and so on. Uh, what I am going to do is talk about ordinances, because, of course, this priesthood is about officiating in and carrying out gospel ordinances. The whole purpose of it is to provide life-saving ordinances to its members. Uh, and so we're not going to go into full detail on the, the roles and responsibilities of um, priests, uh, priest, deacons, teachers, elders, and so on. Uh, but what I would say is that um, if you are interested in that, please do study section 20. It is a wonderful section and it, it outlines excellent things about this. Um, but we then talk about baptism. Um, so um, in verse 72, we actually have the, the wording for baptism. And I never realised that the actual wording for baptism was found in section 20. I just presumed that it was kind of what we had received as the words for baptism. But indeed, there it is. In verse 73, it says, The person who is called of God and has authority from Jesus Christ to baptize shall go down into the water with the person who has presented himself or herself for baptism, and shall say, calling him or her by name, having been commissioned of Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then he shall immerse him or her in the water, and then come forth again out of the water. I think that... Um, it is beautiful that we have these words, that they include the, the, the Godhead, that they are such an important part of that. Uh, and that baptism is such a key moment, a key milestone. We were able to baptise my son, Joshua, um, in August. Gosh, was it August? The time moves so fast. Yes, it was August of last year. And obviously that was in the midst of a pandemic. And he obviously had had that impacted because of it so it meant that um basically he could choose at that at that point in the uk we were able to have gatherings of, of about 15 for things like baptisms uh and so that meant that most of our uh direct family were able to be there um not not all some did unfortunately miss out on being there physically but in terms of my parents uh, my, my wife's parents 
our siblings, we, they were able to be there. Uh, and we said to Josh, you know, you've got a choice. You can either wait uh, to have it or when, you know, when measures end uh, or you can, you know, do it now with these people. And he said straight away, without hesitation, he just felt he wanted to do it now. And we are still in lock measures, lockdown measures in the UK now, uh, and we will be for the foreseeable few months. And it, it had to happen then. It just did. Uh, Elder Joseph E. Werflin said this, quote, The office of a priest is one of the most inspirational offices of the entire priesthood because of the duties involved. To kneel at the sacrament table, to utter the revealed blessings on the bread and water, as Christ repeated them before his assembled apostles, should inspire a young man to the most high and noble motives and impress upon him the necessity of a living a sweet, clean life. The privilege of performing the ordinance of baptism is one which must impress upon the young priest the reality of the priesthood and the authority that it carries. For no young man could utter the revealed baptismal prayer without feeling that he has been indeed commissioned of Jesus Christ. Close quote. Uh, power is found in the ordinances of the gospel. I can testify of that. And I can testify that Christ knows this and that that's why he's revealed so many ways that we can we can access the power of the priesthood. Obviously, men who hold the priesthood, but also women who are able to access the power of the priesthood through their callings and through their ministering to others as well. Uh, we need to access that priesthood power. We will talk about the sacrament tomorrow and hopefully move into section uh, 21 at the same time as well. Hope you've enjoyed the study today. Uh, I know I've I certainly learned a lot from it. Uh, please do continue to follow the podcast. You can uh, join uh, the podcast group. That's Church Jesus Christ Study Session with Come and Follow Me. Uh, and you can also email session at gmail.com if you'd like to join uh, with, with a future podcast episode. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>